Yes. Life imitating art. I think this is a really wonderful place to explore with our, uh, yeah, with our self story. Wondering how, in, in what ways is our, in making an invitation for our life to become a work of art, like, do we even believe that's possible? So, uh, so that's part of where we want to go today, but, um, Mog, did you have any questions or things that came up over the week since we last chatted? No, I feel like that time has gone by in the blink of an eye. <laughs> so yeah. it's, it's gone very quickly. I know. I went through a full cycle of a cold <laughs> during that time um, as well. So, um, oh, cool. Good, good. Um, I'm curious if uh, I just wanted to check in and since you're, it's it's you and me for a moment. Do you have um, did you have a chance to um, explore any more of the self inquiry process? I had a closer look at it, and I, I it's one of those ones. I can tell sometimes I um, kind of handle things with tongs, like I I do them at an arm's length. So I'm like I'm like oh I'll I'll look at it, but I won't do it. Right. And then I'll come back at it. Like, so the first time, usually what happens is like the first time I'll download it into a mystery folder, never to be seen again. That's fine. That's, that's the process. And then I'll download it again and leave it open. And then I'll like look at it and just sort of skim it and go, oh. and then I'll read it through and like have stomach churnings about things. And then I'll come back and look. So I have to kind of like, come back to things over and over and over sometimes mm. um and it's usually a good sign if i'm <laughs> if i'm both like resisting looking at it and coming back to it because i know right. it's going to have some impact and that's setting off little proximity alerts it's just just basically like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna look at this and it's like oh that's gonna get real right and- <laughs> right yeah. So then I'll push it away for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I've gotten to the point where I've I've like actually read through the whole thing and looked at it and gone, okay, I can see that this is the process from start to finish, but I have not plugged anything personal through that. Right. Right. Yes. T- tell me about if you um, are you okay if I'm asking you a couple questions okay. here at the top. Tell me about um, it's going to get real. Um. What, what's that, Part of, that statement yeah, yeah. for you? Just there will be self-examination. There will be thinking about things. There will be like not glossing over it. Um, and one of the ways in which I will frequently procrastinate on stuff is is like going oh this is probably going to be a little bit uncomfortable so i need to be in the right headspace yeah to do it. yeah and and i know at this point that that is just a little avoidance 
thing coming up because I recognize that this might feel a little bit uncomfortable and I'm like, oh, well, I couldn't possibly do that right now um, for, you know, insert whatever reason. Um, and, yeah, that I think that's basically what I mean by it's going to get real is that, like, I'm going to think about things and it might be a little bit uncomfortable temporarily while I think about them. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, well, and I love that 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 you're willing to discuss this because I think this is a like a really important thread. Um, I think with this, especially with this idea of of you know, it it still might seem abstract a little bit. This idea of the self story that we're creating a story every moment as we're talking, and we can be delivered about that. Like it sounds kind of like the, a nice idea, but like to like put it into actual practice, right? That's that's why we're here, and so as I, I've been continuing to do, explore this work, it's like I noticed that um, I started to, to question, like, because sometimes you hear out there people say, "Well, you got to be get comfortable with discomfort." Like, if you want to grow, you got to get comfortable with discomfort. And so I started pushing back on that more and more, and just got really curious about about that and it's like do we really need to get is it discomfort that is what helps us grow or is discomfort like just uh, that indicator that we're telling part of the story that isn't maybe i like the word alignment because that feels like i understand what that means to be in align with something but uh yeah that that discomfort is actually a pointer right and it's Absolutely. pointing me it can, and it can point me actually back to the direction that comfort actually resides. So I love that. I love when discomfort shows up for you. It's like, Oh, this little bell that goes off and you can maybe set it down. Um, and then the, another opportunity is rather than even set it down, you know, to, to get to understand like, well, what's the discomfort and you know, usually with these kinds of things, the discomfort is like, we'll discover something about us or like, we'll, we'll, we'll see ultimately like uh, that we can't do it or, you know, whatever. And, you know, that's where the self inquiry can actually step in and kind of help us. Cause it asks those questions like, really, can you really know that? Yeah. I, I think one of the things for me, when, when I come up against this kind of, this particular flavor of discomfort in the context of this kind of work. And it is, again, like I'm at the point where I'm aware of a lot of these patterns and I can, I can in the moment go, okay, I know that this is happening and I'm still choosing to kind of run with it or whatever, you yeah. know, just enough awareness, not necessarily enough oomph to, to change it every day, but every day doing more things that I haven't done before. So that's also good. Um, but for me, one of the things that comes up that I've had to learn how to reframe is that once I understand something about myself, then I must therefore put the change into practice that that is implied. So it's like, right. you know, if if you if you acknowledge that a relationship with somebody is bad, well now you need to 
action that and cut them out of your life. And you might not be ready to do that. And so you avoid even examining it because I've jumped 45 steps down the process to, to fully. And like, this is just what my brain does. Like, you know, I have a tiny disagreement with my husband and I'm already mentally dividing up who's going to get what furniture because my head just goes so far down that path of, well, you know, we're going to have to take action on this because we argued about the dishes. So Mm -hmm. I need to know who's going to get what. Um, And what I'm learning is I can go, that's a really long way in the future. And actually what you can do today is go, oh, wow, we argued about the dishes and it was actually not about the dishes, it was about this other thing. And that's really good to know. And you can just, like, take a learning and not immediately jam it into the world at the most extreme iteration. Yeah, right, right. How how do you do you, do you see that process unfolding of when you catch that you've gone, you know, to keep like this writing analogy going, it's like you had the argument for the dishes or what you do is like you essentially like jump 45 pages ahead to be like versus, um, you know, you had the argument with the dishes and like you start to, to hold it in a context of maybe that's, um, that's keeping you a little bit more present with it and not jumping ahead. Do you, do you know how you do that for yourself? Like what the process is? how to how to keep it more present and not jump ahead yeah for you yeah for me i'm a big fan of writing stuff down in in like categories that kind of remind my brain to let it go so like i would literally have a list of things labeled something like stuff i'm not gonna action right now and i'll put it on there and so that when my brain spits it back up and says, oh, what about, what about, you know, sorting out who's going to get what furniture because you're having an argument. Instead, I'm actually going to go, yeah, but that's already on the list and it's on the list of things I'm not doing right now. Um, and it just lets me put it in the bucket and, and tell my brain to stop going down that path. Um, so okay. far, that's that's the closest that I've been able to find to to being able to <clears throat> still retain it like action uh, to do the action of discovery or whatever that is and retain it not just push it off and not think about it but also not feel compelled to further take action have to put right. it in a holding place right 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 and again, I think this is it comes back a little bit to like the you know the multiple attacks on um, a new technique or a new process. You know, looking at the self inquiry, like I have to put it somewhere that I can see it yeah. and come across it, and and get little bits of exposure to it until all of the like um, alarm bells kind of die down. Right, right. I love it. I love it. And thank you for continuing to to kind of walk down that because I think it that, like that's part of your narrative that you get to like you know this first part is just noticing 
our narratives and then then we start to literally start to write in like what what would be a different narrative that you would want to hold like a different thought around that a different belief um that you feel you know would be something that you would you know the way that you would want it to go right like if you were choosing your own own adventure it's like how would you want to write it Mm. Would would you not want to have any arguments with your husband or would you want that like that argument happens and but then you react in such a such a way and so this is it's interesting because like particularly um in when it comes to like other people and stuff like that what i'm having to work on a lot and is making a big difference um is moving out of thinking about what I want them to do differently, which is, you know, pretty much the cornerstone of, of every argument is why aren't you doing the thing I want you to do? Totally. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The thing you're doing. Um, but yeah, so I suppose like if, yeah, if I wanted to, to rewrite it, it would, That's probably part of what is in my current process is there is still an element of wanting to control the other party's behaviour, which I know I can't do and doesn't work. So again, but I'm not quite at that point of going and I'm going to let it go. So it goes in that holding place where it can it can simmer down for a bit mm-hmm. until I've got some space from it. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I just want to, you know, mirror back that that is just, it's beautiful self-awareness to just know that about ourselves, right? First of all, to know that there, it's a very human tendency to want to just, you know, whether we do it kind of discreetly, like we, you know, our idea is the right idea, or, you know, if we're more blatant about it, but to at least know that, that every argument is is based in that right <laughs> and again you know the the woman who the self-inquiry that um that i keep referring to byron katie she has a saying which is it doesn't take two people to end the argument or it just takes one yeah you know, and we're the one and then the other thing that you um I don't remember what what else I was going to say. There's my brain just flitting it'll, around. It'll pop so. back at some point. Um, yeah. At the end of the but day, I, you'll, we can understand the um, executive functioning dip. Back and forth, right, right. Um, so yeah, I, and I think this is where you know we're going to be playing back and forth as we go along, of like. Um, our life is a reflection of that narrative that we're telling. And, you know, so this is kind of like where it can be, it can be, it, it, to me, it feels unfamiliar just because I don't, it, it, it's, it's like, why don't other people live their lives this way? Meaning like, if we know we are the ones creating the narrative, 
And I love that Oscar Wilde quote, or, you know, it's been put out there in different ways, but this idea that, you know, life, life imitates art, you know, and, um, and so the, that creativity aspect of who we are comes first, right? And, and then the life imitates that. So it's like, in this case, Mog, for you, what a, like, an interesting place of creativity to write the narrative in a way that delights you, that feels creative, that feels that you know that that writing that creation is the art that your life can then imitate and our practice together in this group is going to be writing and then watching all of the the internal narration come up of like and what you talked about like you know not right now like that's too discomfort that's not comfortable or like that's way too out there like that could never happen and, you know, so what we're going to do is then look at all of those little thoughts that come in to restrict that creative act. Because again, like as a little kid, you know, everybody's going to be whatever. They're like, I'm going to be a dancer. I'm going to be, you know, this. I'm going to like do that. And then the people around us who, you know, I think they're, thinking that they're being kind, but actually what they do is they end up like tamping us down into what is comfortable for them to handle. So anyway, great. Really, really good stuff. Thank you for sharing. I'd love to um, just riff on the back of that, um, if I may, um, sure. Mog and Pete, just to yeah. like, beautiful colors Dawny. um and um and just say i totally hear you mug on those things and when you were talking um at first when i was in the kitchen and you're saying you know you see the stuff and you're like, oh yep there it is i'll have a read of it you get comfortable you get comfortable with reading about the stuff and like oh yep now i know what i need to do now i know what i'm in for and whatever your term was what was your term when you said like um Pete, what was it you called her out on it you didn't call her out, but you. Oh, oh the, <laughs> it's going to get real. It's going to get real. What came up for me with that, and tell me if this resonates, I gather it probably will, is um, is the the fact that it's kind of going to un, it's going to upturn inevitable vulnerability. And like oh, vulnerability yeah. with yeah. self, <laughs> and like and like and then for, like I'm even like getting a bit oh like emotional thinking about it, and then like further down the track when you said um, about you know. But let's see that one. That one's fallen off. Yeah. Um, it it brought up the idea of revealing and like revealing a truth about ourselves or revealing a truth about, say, the argument or like you know when you talk about the dishes turning into an ultimate divorce kind of thing, and how our brains just go right there. And it's kind of like, yeah, like you said, the argument wasn't about the dishes. It's about something underneath the surface. And like, <clears throat> yeah. And you said something like, um, sometimes it can you can simmer down. But then what came up for me, and this is where this is the cycle and the narrative that I'm in at the moment with my hubby and, and some stuff that we're going through, is now instead of simmering down, I'm festering and it's like bubbling up, and then the rage. Comes up. Mm. So like this work that I'm 
I haven't even looked at the self. I haven't even looked at this stuff yet. I'm familiar with Byron Katie's work, and I've done a bit of it with Pete before. But like, even Pete said to me a couple of weeks back, he's like, "Yeah, I'd really recommend you do a Byron Katie worksheet on X Y Z. You know, to do whatever." Have I done it? No, because I know it's going to reveal truths to me, and I'm just like, I don't want to. And just, it's like, and yeah, and I'm enrolled in this like spiritual. Um, called the inner temple mystery school by rebecca campbell who i don't know if you've heard of her she's an aussie um mystic um awesome awesome woman i've like yeah and so like have i I, i'm like watching all the modules but am i doing the workbook no because that's where it's the deep dive the inquiry stuff and i'm just like it's too revealing it's vulnerable it's like like i know these things but to see it in black and white written down it feels very exposing or something yeah and and thank you I, I think that's like a very like that is again it's like a, it's it's the reason why people will talk about like wanting to do this work or they'll read like a really great book but like you know who among us ever like actually does like the spot where the author's like okay put the book down and like do some breathing like no, I'll turn the page and see what you're gonna tell me to do next. And like, you never actually do the stuff. So that's why you know it's it's you know to first be on to ourselves is 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 key. And you know the, I mean this this group is built on self kindness, or like my work in self kindness, and that is like when we reveal these things about ourselves how are we going to meet it and if within ourselves we don't have feel the the willingness to meet it it's certainly not going to be available to to you know be share it with other people um as well because it's like everything like, like everybody else is just a reflection of what's going on in here so um so I, I I think that you know, Cyan, what you're you're showing me and Mog as well is that um, let's do it as a group as a group today. Um, <laughs> as we both look very nervous. <laughs> what? Sorry, and, what? <laughs> and we we could do it as a as a group in like the the just the exercise of doing it so there was a period of time um i don't know what the exact schooling is but like like 13 or 14 year olds in our um school system are in what we call middle school they're uh eighth grade about to enter into the high school system so uh when i was i had a year of teaching music and I had this class of boys that were 13 to 14 years old. And I think there was maybe 20 of them in this class for music. Now, boys at that age, like their voices are doing all kinds of things. Like their brains are all over the place. I mean, it's about like a very ADHD moment, even in a neurotypical life. Like, So lots of stuff going on. And... I was like, all right, I can't really seem to convince these boys to sing. So what I did instead is I 
printed up the sheets, the very same sheets of self-inquiry. And I had them all fill out a self-inquiry sheet about singing. And um, so I'm going to give that, I'm going to give you the same directions that I gave them. Okay. So my directions are, you know, just, it's almost like humor me in just filling out one worksheet. Now you can fill out this worksheet and just do, you know, the very best that you feel you're capable of, of answering the questions. And then when we get to the end, you can tear it up into little tiny pieces, which probably about half the boys ended up doing. They thought that was really great is made big piles of confetti and chucked them of course into the room. Um, you could fold it up in your pocket and never share it again. Or those among you who are willing to can share, you know, a portion of it. And then as a group, we'll work on, you know, what was shared. So what do you think of that? Are you willing to at least humor me and fill out a worksheet? I actually love the framing of humoring you because <laughs> then it, I'm not doing it for me and I'm perfectly capable of doing something to humor somebody else. So that's fantastic. That's just a little weave around a set of objections. <laughs> awesome. Wonderful. Yep. Wonderful. And like the PDA, um, you know, like feeling a bit like, oh, so now I'm being instructed to do the thing. Uh, right. right. But no, it feels like it's a camaraderie thing. It feels safe. Right. So does everybody have their um, that in hand? And if you don't, I can just read off um, what the questions are. As long as you have something that you can jot some notes down on, and all you would have to do is number your page. So, and this is going to be, these are available. You could print off as many as you want, or just use it as an outline thing on the uh, the client page. And this is also, I'm just saying that out loud. So if anybody's listening back to this recording later, they'll know where to go for it. So this is the one that's called the self story uh, group document and it's inquiry. What's the title? Self inquiry worksheet. All right. So I think that, um, you know, you both mentioned perfectly uh, good scenarios that could go onto this uh, worksheet. And that is, you know, the, the instructions say, think of a stressful situation with someone, or it could just be an irritating situation. And usually I just say, like, think of a situation that has rub on it. And as you reflect on that situation, begin to feel what that felt like. So this is a great entry because it talks about what you both mentioned, that you have these, you know, these, these feelings that pop up. Mog, whether for you it was like that discomfort or cyan for you, it's like that 
feeling of being revealed so vulnerable and exposed. Um, but so this gives us some practice, just getting back in touch and noticing and witnessing the emotion. So does everybody have that a situation that comes to mind? A situation that that has a little bit of rub and you can get in touch with what that situation felt like. I'm struggling with that because the the dishes situation is actually totally fabricated um has never happened. Um so I I am struggling thinking of situations that are low stakes enough that I feel okay doing it. Um so I'm just trying to find something that is okay. I Again, this is that front-loaded anxiety of, uh, if I look at this, I'm going to have to do something about it. Yeah. Um, and, and so I'm just trying to think of something that isn't bringing up that scariness for me. Sure. Yeah, it could be uh, just a, an everyday <laughs> thing or an annoyance or... Um... Do you want us to give you the elevator pitch of that thing now or is it just for our own well just for your own so you would you'll be able to figure fill in this worksheet okay so you're you know you're finding you want to land on a situation rather than like you know it's like my kids never eat you know is really general like last night I put a plate of food in front of my kid and they wouldn't eat the peas is very specific. So So it could be work, it can be home, it can be the governments of the world. It can be you know last time when you're, you know, Dog chewed your favorite remote control. Any situation that had a, a little bit of rub. Mm. Yep, definitely got it. Okay. But now if there's like a list of stuff that was said that was hurtful from both parties. Well, like, so you just go to that situation because the, the questions... The questions will lead you right through how to answer. So, so I start pulling it out. So you just start with, as you reflect on that situation, begin <laughs> to feel what it felt like. And then we fill in the statements using short, simple sentences. So question number one is in this situation, who angers, frustrates, hurts, confuses, you know, who, who, who creates that emotion and why so it could be using that you know child situation i'm frustrated with my child because they will not eat their vegetables Or, and I could talk about those boys when I filled out the worksheet or asked them to fill out the worksheet. It said, uh, 
I'm annoyed with singing because uh, what do they say? Something like I'm not good at it. But in this case, we, if you can, you try to keep it out on another person. All right, we're ready to go to number two. Yep. In this situation, what do you want from them? What do you want them to do? So for to keep it with the kid situation, I want my child to eat their vegetables. I want them to not complain at the dinner table. Okay. Yep. All right. Third one up. In this situation, what advice do you have for them? Can you give me some more words around that? Like, is this giving them advice to change their behavior? Is it telling them how you want them to handle it? Like what's, what's the context of it? It might advice? be. So what we're doing with these, writing these things down is we're collecting the narrative that you had in that situation. So the advice might sound like advice that they have, you know, just what you said. Like for the example I was giving, like they should eat their vegetables. They should you know, at least try them. They should, they shouldn't throw peas across the table, you know. Because what we want to do is just watch how our brain is just like clicking off that story really quick in that moment. Okay. All right. In this situation, this is number four. In this situation, what do you need them to say, think, do, or feel for you to be happy? So in order for you to go from that emotion that you wrote in the first one to feeling happy, what do you need? me it could sound like I need my child to eat their vegetables and sometimes these like they sound the same even as we go through but we just answered a question I need them to eat their vegetables I need them to not throw a temper tantrum I need them to say you know okay I'll try them
I tried to pick something so minor and inconsequential and by question four, it's just like right in there in the guts. Yes, yes. <laughs> I love it, Mog, because that is the way that our brain, and actually it's sometimes it's so more helpful to choose something that's inconsequential because you don't have all those guards up like Cyan was talking about, right? Because your brain, yep. you know, you might be talking like I'm annoyed at the, you know, the person at the store because they wouldn't get, you know, they wouldn't get out of my way, blah, blah, blah. And you don't have a whole built up history about it. Oh, if I look at this, I'm going to reveal something vulnerable about myself. But the beauty of understanding and witnessing our brain is it's all like, it's all in there. Yeah. It's all in there. And so we do it gently and with grace and compassion because it's just a brain doing what brains do. Okay. So that was number four. What do you need them to say to be happy or say, think, feel, or do? So number five is probably my favorite um, because of the little part afterwards. But in this situation, what do you think of them? Make a list. And then the invitation is says it's okay to be petty and judgmental. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, because that's the way braids are, right? So I did write a worksheet about my son when he was about four. So that was a while ago. And I wrote, in this situation, he is being childish. <laughs> But to my brain, that seemed very logical to think that about him in that moment. And then the last one here is, what is it about this person or this situation that you don't ever want to experience again? And this last one starts off by saying, so it sounds like I don't ever want And then you fill it out as you hear your brain say it. So for me, and going back to the kids eating, it could be, I don't ever want to lose my temper with them again. I don't, you know, I don't ever want to have such a crazy you know, upsetting dinner again. <laughs> okay. And so my first question here and to my friends listening, hopefully you wrote along with us. And if you didn't, you, I'm going to invite you to do the same thing when you have a chance. My first question here is if anybody is willing to share, uh, what did you notice as you were filling out the worksheet? Um, as science had to stand up, I'm happy to to go um <laughs> you're up so i 
I did notice that um, most of my resistance was about picking a scenario. And once I was able to pick one that didn't feel front-loaded, um, it actually just got a lot easier. Like, so that's where my resistance is coming in, is picking a no. scenario. There's something about that. No. Um, as I went through, uh, it was pretty good, actually, because um, I didn't, like, I didn't expect to get to my answers in question five from where I started. Like, it... Right. And like I said, it got it got it got real, and it got real very quickly. In spite of trying to skim it and and keep it surfacey, and it's just like no, no, this is it's asking real questions and and things like that. Yeah. Um. But what I I like seeing, like in question five, the bit where you know you can be petty and judgmental and stuff, it lets you have have that reaction but then the very next question is about <laughs> puts you back in your own feelings um mm. and it and it stops kind of <sighs> so in in my scenario i can i'll go through it um because i think i'm talking super late um that was, yeah so and it, real quick i, I wanted to, to to just you know pause and First, you, you made two really good points. And one is choosing the scenario. Like that is one of the brain's like favorite game is like, what is the scenario? Like, oh, not that one, not that, that. And so like that is you watching your own brain like put off doing the work. Mm -hmm. And that's how your brain does it. So every little step of this like creates more awareness for you. The other thing about witnessing in five, like letting your brain be petty and judgmental, it's like, we don't, we, like this is how we make it safe for us to like hear our own thoughts, right? This is where we make it safe for us to understand and just like watch who we are and not make it such a big deal. It's like brains, like they say silly, petty things. And what I love Mog, as you say that, is like you get the witness. There's your brain, but then who is witnessing it? <laughs> yeah. Like, well, that would be you, right? And it's so like we, but we make these stories so like, like that's who we are. It's like, no, we are the thing watching the brains go. And you just model that so perfectly. So I, I needed to point that out. <laughs> well done, you. <laughs> All right. Yay. So, so if you are willing to to share, yeah, that's huge because um, this sounds a little different than where you were at the beginning of the call. So welcome. Um, so so my scenario is that we have lots of uh, cat netting around our backyard, which is to keep the yard cat proof, so our cats can go outside and be safe. Um, we have one cat who is a Houdini and regularly escapes, and so part of my daily life is checking whether or not she is in or out of the yard and then finding out how she got out and patching that particular hole. Um, and usually once we've got it all sorted, she's settled. So that's the scenario. And the irritating bit in it is that my husband will come in and go, oh, yeah, Polly got out and just tell me 
that he's out. And sometimes he go, oh yeah, he'll he'll give me directions on where he saw her get out. And okay, that's so... that's the scenario. And and the bit that irritates me is that he's bringing me the problem and telling me about it, and not fixing it himself. Okay. Um, so that's question one. Question two. Uh, well, uh, is... can you can oh. you read it? At, how how did you how did you write it? Do you do you mind reading it yeah. that way? I'm yeah sure. And then the the emotion. Yes, yes. Um, Dave frustrates and irritates me by telling me of issues, but not fixing them himself. Beautiful. Thank you. Number two, uh, I want. Number two. Uh, now I did I wish instead of I want, but I don't know if that's okay. But um, I had I wish Dave would just take action and fix the gaps as he sees them and brings me a story of a problem solved rather than a problem. Great. Number three? <laughs> um, the advice was just fix the hole when you see it. <laughs> Perfect. He should fix uh, the hole when he sees it. Love it. All right, yeah. number four? Um, and this is what would make me happy, I believe. Um, yep. I need this him if... to... I need him to fix the hole himself and tell me how he took action and fixed the issue. Like, I, he, I don't want him to keep it a secret. I don't want there to be a thing he did that I don't know about. No. Want Perfect. him to tell, tell me. Right, number five, <laughs> number... what do you think of them in this situation? <laughs> so I think he is so lazy he expects me to do everything he never does anything and he never takes responsibility um, I got real petty <laughs> and what is it about the situation you don't ever want to experience again okay I don't ever want to feel like everything is my job to do I don't want to feel burdened and I don't want to think of him as adding nothing Great. Well done. And good job con collecting <laughs> your brain. I know there were definitely things in there that I have thought um, about my the people in my life um, as well. And I'm sure everyone who <laughs> is listening or will listen um, can relate as well. And um, so would you be willing to walk one of these thoughts through the questions? And I'll, I'll show you exactly how to do that. So if you're following along with us, if you're listening to this um, backwards or back to it, not listening to it backwards, there's, there's no hidden message here. <laughs> you don't have to listen to this backwards. So once we write these, thoughts down. What you've done is you've collected some of these thoughts now that we can go and question. So the invitation, the second page on the, the downloadable worksheet says, remember to be curious. This is not an exercise of self-blame or self-judgment. It's just to show you simple cause and effect. Thoughts being the cause and the way we react to them is the effect. So our peace and our power lies in being aware of this cause and effect in our life. Essentially, what is the story we're telling? So there's four questions. Is it true? Can you absolutely know that it's true? How do you react with the thought? 
And then who would you be without the thought? So Mog, as we walk through this, I'm going to ask these questions of you. And your job is to simply go back, almost like you're a detective, just back to that situation and see as best as you can to answer the questions from a place of curiosity. Mm -hmm. This will really, as far as the self-narrative, self-story goes, this really helps us to witness how we create these stories so quickly at times, almost with just out of habit. Like we don't even know we're creating until after the fact. So read again for me, just so I'll have it, um, what you uh, put down for the first one. Um, the first one was, Dave frustrates and irritates me by telling me of issues but not fixing them himself. Okay. So he tells you of issues and doesn't fix them himself. And I'm just going to write that down so I have your words. Okay. And. Okay. It's, it's perfect. I was going to add something, but let's just go with this. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to get rid of all of the he frustrates me part. And I'm just going to grab the statement. He tells me of issues and doesn't fix them himself. Yeah. Because that's part of the narrative that got told in that moment. Yep. So the first question is just a yes or no question. So is it true, Mog? He tells you of issues and doesn't fix them himself. In yes. that situation when you're sitting there. Okay. So can you absolutely know that it's true? He's telling you of this issue and not fixing it himself. Yes. So now we go into, again, getting curious. In that situation, you know, you can just pick one of the times. In that situation, how do you react? What happens when he tells you of these issues and doesn't fix them himself, what do you notice happens in you? What, do you, what goes on? How do you react? There's like a tightening, tensioning thing across my shoulders, like I'm hunching, bracing myself for something. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm just going to quickly stand up because the cat's about to knock something off the shelf. Speaking of. Yeah, she's got a cone on her head at the moment, um, so life is fraught. Uh, <laughs> so, so tightening yeah, in the shoulders, bracing. Tightening the shoulders. Um, there's an involuntary eye roll that happens. Um, I'm just like, and, and that sort of response of, you know, um, Yeah, just, just like, oh, why are you telling me about it? That would be no, no. the thing. Okay. And just for the sake of time, I'm going to 
keep on moving, but this is great. We just notice, I mean, I, it's not great that this is happening, but I'm <laughs> saying like your awareness of it is what I'm praising. So when I asked you how you react with this thought that he's telling me of this issue and not fixing it himself, tightness in the shoulders, bracing yourself, that eye roll, that, uh, you know, and I'm sure if we sat with this for a little bit and I asked you, you might see that when he does this, your brain starts pulling up past times that this has happened. Absolutely. So this is where, you know, when people say like, just be in the present moment, like this is why it's challenging to, to be there because your brain goes to work on pulling up all the to show you in the, and, and that's your justification behind the, the eye roll. Like I'm justified here. Mm-hmm. So the next question is, and sometimes this can be challenging, but we just test it out. Who would you be in that same situation? And he comes in to tell you of what's going on, but this time you don't have the thought that he doesn't fix them himself. Who would you be without the thought? He tells me of these issues and doesn't fix them himself. That's really interesting and I don't know how to answer it. Um, It feels a lot better. Like it feels less fraught. Um, I don't have any identity attached to that. Like that isn't what I'm getting from that is that is not a complete person. Um, And I don't mean that not having that reaction makes you an incomplete person. I just mean the like, who would you be? It's at the moment, it is just extracting that, that scenario and just kind of not bringing the rest of me along with it, which is really weird. Um, It may sound weird, but I'm totally following you. That's good. I'm going to follow my sounds. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense because it's like we're trying to isolate part of ourselves with the picture that you know very intimately. Yeah. So this is this is this is wonderful because and so relevant to the idea of self story because this gets to the crux of what we're dealing with when we're dealing with ego or we're dealing with making a change is like, who are we if we don't pull like all that other stuff along with us? Mm. And guess what? Like you just might not know because it is so familiar to always be in the moment like, and this is the brilliance of like Byron Katie, the way her ability to share her story is so vital or like so helpful because she was clinically depressed and she was suicidal and she's like taking her husband's, you know, pain medication because she thought she had like chronic headaches or whatever. It's like, she wasn't an addict, but she's like taking pain meds. She's sleeping with a gun underneath her pillow. She's like, all this stuff and on the outside 
she's a successful real estate broker. She has three kids. She has a husband. She has a great house in California. Like all this stuff and on the inside, just so she has this experience where she wakes up in the morning. She didn't even feel like she deserved to sleep in a bed. So she's sleeping on the floor. And when she woke up, she was in like that space that that question is like the whole thing came from that experience. She was in experiencing real time who she was because for a moment it was like the computer didn't reboot. Like she woke up so quick her brain didn't come online for a second. And she got to witness the world for a period of time without the thought of who she was. And sometimes I've heard her describe it this way. She's like, imagine heaven on earth. Now imagine heaven on earth, but bring your thoughts in your own mind and perspective to heaven on earth. It's like where that's, you know, wherever we go, we're going to bring this until we question it. And we ask that question and it can be really weird. Like you just talked about mom of like, wait, who am I without the question? Like, well, or without the thought, like, it's such a beautiful description. You're like, well, it's less fraught over here, <laughs> but I'm confused because I'm so curious of like, where am I? Like, is that me still? Yeah, that that is the interesting thing is that like the who, the who would I be? For starters, it's off to one side. That's really interesting. It doesn't want to sit in my space. It's off to one side. Yeah. Um, and and I look at it and I'm like, that that looks like a great way to be, but it doesn't feel like me. And I know that that is because I'm attached to this pattern. And and I'm like, but hang on, if I can't bring that with me, that's actually, that's a really good question to ask myself. I'm, I'm like, oh, if I can't bring that with me, do I want to be there? And it's like, that is not something I want to bring with me. Thank you. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, just, yeah. It's Sorry, like that, that's the, the, uh, the other thing. It's like, that's, you know, people get so frustrated when you say like, yeah, but you can choose something that feels a little bit better. But like, I, and I live this myself. I know this, but it's like, no, I'm not allowed to do that yet. Like, I can't go to a little bit better. Don't you understand? Like, this is the way it is. And it's like, in my own brain, I have to tell myself like, but I'm the one saying it's like this. Like, it's so weird and convoluted that like a question that says, who are you without this? Or like, what? Mm. What? You could be having the same life experience, but without this thought going on right now. I literally wrote the words, I'm attached to my identity as an angry person. Wow. Victim, you know, been done wrong. Like, 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 who, like, there's so much into angry, basically always. And it's like, well, and also like, it feels comfortable. Mog, I so get what you're saying about like, it doesn't feel like you can identify with the fully, you get it kind of in an intellectual sense, but it's like, it's like if I embody that 
true essence of that version of me, then that's then that really is compartmentalizing the stuff that I'm angry about, the situations, the all the reasons to be angry about, whatever it is, systemic or relational, whatever. And literally just put it aside and let it go, which is literally a choice I have. And to me, that's very impossible. It's like a helium balloon. It's like watching this thing disappear. It's like, are you serious? But this has been part of my person for so long. Who yeah. am I without that? I'd... Well, yeah. and that's what's so wild. It's like you can ask yourself. It's like okay, and, and here's the thing. It's like you can't. We cannot let go of thoughts. Like the only way that 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 it's possible for a thought to kind of be deactivated is to question it, and then the next part, which is do the turnarounds, and then we just keep putting our attention. Like we notice it, and then we put our attention on the turnarounds or we just get ourselves back into the space of like who am i without the thought so it's like for you know for all of us in our own situation that shows up a bunch mog for you for this specific situation zion for you for being identified as an angry person like we can just ask ourselves who are we just right here right now on this call who are you without that piece of narrative and I always start really simple it's like person sitting hearing some noise in the earbuds you know feeling my hand do some swingy things in the air breathing you know that is the very first part of our narrative it's like I right? and then we say I am and already we've started to add some stuff it's like I am and then we just keep building and building and building so we can always bring it back with that question And we didn't even get to turning the thoughts around yeah. yet. So <laughs> there's more. And Pete, I can see how this could almost be because, like, for instance, that revelation of like me not letting go of the angry identity as angry person. You could almost do this same exercise on that. So I could be angry at myself, or I'm I, I'm I'm or I'm curious why I'm not able to let go of my anger as like the first thing, and then to kind of drill down into your own self inquiry on yourself. Was that getting really meta? Yeah, you know, I think it's just, you know, I think the the beauty of the gift that Mog just gave us is that wherever we enter, like, it's like, hello, it's like the Taylor Swift song, like, hi, it's me. <laughs> I'm I'm the one. Here I am. I'm the problem. It's me. It's like, so wherever we enter, it's like we can enter writing about somebody else. Boom, great. We can enter writing about, you know, anything, but it's always going to bring us back to us. And that's why, you know, in that example, Mog, where you're just like, I didn't realize this was going to, you know, be something that took me where it did, but it did. So we just follow those simple directions. And I think too, with what you're saying, Pete, about, 
just approaching it from curiosity and exploration. Yeah. That that kind of means you can just go, what what does it look like if I put the situation of oh I identify as an angry person as your first entry point and, and look at all of it because if it's just about curiosity and exploration then you're safe in a way, then, huh? Yeah. And then yeah. then you can just go, oh well, I'm gonna I'm gonna look at this. And if it's not the right intervention point or if it's not the thing that gives me the big insight, then that's okay because I'll probably come up with eight other thoughts as I'm doing this that yeah. can be explored. I think I think with this stuff a lot of the time you get <laughs> the thing you think you're going in with ends up being something else and you find you find it's kind of like you know you go you go prospecting for one kind of precious mineral and what you come yeah. out with is something else entirely yeah. but it's still really valuable totally. 100 percent. that's a beautiful analogy yeah that's why yeah i mean i think that's that's so spot on that's the wisdom of humanity for throughout the ages especially in this realm of like self-discovery it's like i could quote you all types of stories where essentially it's like just that wherever you enter is valuable because it gets back to you know it, it, it we haven't even started to unpack this which we will in the coming weeks and months of uh, this idea of purpose right um because it, it gets to this idea that like you know again our focus like are we focusing on our purpose is hitting a set of curricula or along the way or points along the way uh, like so like they're a bit essentially like all these mini arrivals like once i and or once i this or once this happens or once that then versus i believe the true mastery that we want to like aspire to is the journey right the joy the delight the love the the process And that's, I feel, where, I don't know, I, I don't know if this is true for everyone or not, but I feel with ADHD as we struggle with, it's kind of like, the, even that just that sentence, the joy, the journey, the process, the discovery, it's like, it's like that's frustrating because of the impatience aspect of it. It's like you want to get to the destination already. So we well, want it now. Yes. So we write, write, maybe this should be an exercise that we we all do as any of us i think most of the people in this group would say they have some type of neurodivergency to write a worksheet on neurodivergency yeah because it's again who would you be without the thought that you're adhd hmm who would you be without the thought that you're, you know, like, again, it's a, we're identifying with something. It's not wrong. It's just a beautiful, like, place of empowerment to witness when we are identifying. 
And that is when we start to notice our, that's where we go in with the, you know, metaphorical pen and then rewrite, you know, we rewrite. I identify as ADHD and all of me makes sense. You know, That's he doesn't you, fix him himself, but I am so grateful he tells me of the issues. Yeah. We'll come back to this worksheet at some point. <laughs> well, we went a bit past, but I loved where we were going with it. So more thoughts and questions. Um, um, definitely could be things that we, we bring into the Facebook group or we uh, jot down and we collect and we bring to next week's call. Um, so we'll sign out there unless anybody has something really burning that they want to put out there. I'm really intrigued to know how Mog feels about some of those turnarounds. Like, do they feel accessible to you? The, the turnarounds? Sorry, can you? Oh, we, ha we haven't even gotten to the turnarounds yet. So, yeah, I mean, I, I mean to know if they feel next, accessible for you next like, time. Yeah, I mean, I suspect Let's... they will because I'm pretty. It, I, I've I've had experience with doing the the you know the turning thoughts around part separately to to this, so I I kind of know how that goes. But even as I'm I'm going through it, I'm seeing the edges of of the rewrites like as you were talking pete i was able to go okay who am i without that thought and like one of the things that came through as true regardless is i'm someone who wants to keep their pets safe so regardless mm -hmm. of yeah. of anything else like that is someone who i am and from that perspective i'm like like you said i'm like oh i'm glad he at least tells me that there's mm -hmm. a whole because it's very important to me to do that Right. Um, and the other thing is, like, I'm I'm known as someone who's going to take action. So he tells me because right. he knows I'm going to fix it. And while it's irritating to feel like that's on me, I am someone who, if I am aware of an issue and it's on something that's important to me, I am going to take action. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah the, the turnarounds are so all good. So fascinating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank Good you. stuff. <laughs> Thank All you right. so much, Pete. Mm. Right. Glad that it worked out. And uh, good. We'll see you all uh, next week. You are amazing. Have a wonderful rest of your day. We will do. Awesome. Good evening. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye. Bye.